and welcome to Cruising for a Reviewsin. This week it's a mini-sode where I'm joined again by Emma. Hello! So, I left our last episode where we talked about the movie, that name I've forgotten already, Endless Love. Uh, <laughs> I left a little teaser saying that we we're going to review another Tom Cruise movie, kind of. And it's going to be a mini-sode because it's only a mini thing that we're reviewing, so to speak. It is the opening sequence. <laughs> it is the opening sequence. Stop your fake drumming! <laughs> It's a drum roll. (laughs) Of Austin Powers' gold member, the third in the series of films. And if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. If you're in Australia, it's also on stand, like the last movie. Otherwise, just look it up on YouTube. I'm pretty sure it exists there. It is a sequence where they're filming a bit of an Austin Powers movie, but Mike Myers is not playing Austin Powers in this bit. It's all very famous Hollywood celebrities. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, stop right now, go watch it and come back because it's actually really, really good, even though the rest of the movie, um, yeah, we'll talk about a bit more about Austin Powers stuff later. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's fucking great. It's so much fun. Like, remember seeing it in the cinemas and thinking it was great, but then it wasn't until I was a like hardcore Tom Cruise obsessive that I was like, oh my God, I forgot he was in that. And I watched it again. I'm like, this is even better knowing that they, it's Tom Cruise being Austin Powers. Like, <laughs> terrific. Okay, so we'll go through it beat by beat because what else are we here for? So it is Austin Powers. He's being chased by bad guys in like an American desert somewhere and he jumps out of a plane. He's got a parachute. He's got his parachute that's like the Union Jack and he calls his Shagua on his wristwatch phone thing and it's zooming along self-driven and he basically goes through all these different stunts to get the bad guys and get into the Shagua like at one point, there's a helicopter shooting at him and he presses a launch button. He launches out of the Shagua and flips over the helicopter, shooting his machine guns. And yeah, it's all very over the top action. Like even for the, for the what was it 2002 that it came out? When he lands on the ground and we actually see his face. It's Tom Cruise playing Austin Powers. And I think it's a, a very good impression. Like they're not trying to make him look super Austin Powersy. Like it's just by virtue that he's got the same color skin and brown hair that kind of mm. just works. And yeah, because he did all those stunts. Yeah. And um, the other, who else is in there? Gwyneth Paltrow. Got Gwyneth Paltrow. She played, what's her name? Dixie Normus. Dixie Dix- Normus. Dixie Normus. <laughs> played by Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, <laughs> that was a voice of thing. Uh, I love about those movies. Kevin Spacey as Dr. Evil. Which I, like, obviously we all hate Kevin Spacey now, yeah. but it's like, it wasn't until after I found out how much of a scumbag, because I've never cared for him that much, but like finding out how good he's in impersonations and comedy and stuff. And you're like, you could have just not been in a piece of shit. An absolute piece of shit. Well, um, someone who isn't a piece of shit. <laughs> Danny DeVito. Plays mini me. <laughs> so good. And, and his like, machine gun. His machine gun. He's, he's the guy. So he's like doing the finger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. That's like directed, like Steven Spielberg's actually there directing it and everything. I think the reason why it is so funny is because they found like the perfect people to play absolutely every single one of these characters. Maybe Gwyneth Paltrow, I could probably take or leave. But I think Gwyneth Paltrow plays that character as well. Like she's, and also it's, it's I think it's also plain sort of side chick thing. But also, well, yeah, I think they're all well cast. They all do a really good job and suit it. But also you would never expect, like, it's fucking Tom Cruise being Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah um, Gwyneth Paltrow would never do a movie like Austin Powers. No. But, but, like, in a movie of, like, like how Austin Powers draws inspiration from, like, James Bond. Yeah. And then to have those big names playing the parts in a movie that's being made by Steven Spielberg about Austin Powers' mm. life. So 
having you know, him be you know, the international man of mystery and having a movie made about him and it's like yes look all the big names are starring as all of these yep. people in in the yeah, movie like none yeah. of them would be like it potentially would be a character that you would think was suited for Austin Powers itself yep. but it's just that level of even in Austin Powers universe they are big stars yeah. and big names <laughs> that are portraying all of the people in Austin Powers so so good Tom Cruise doesn't even put on an English accent which I think kind of makes it funnier like yeah. it's just like it's just Tom Cruise just in a wig but when you say groovy baby then he's like shall we shag now or shag later yeah and which are weird words you would never expect to hear out of Tom Cruise's mouth and he and with Patra have a big smooch and it's just a wonderful yeah. time apparently Tom Cruise was in a day and obviously he didn't do all the stunts because I don't think they could afford to pay Tom Cruise <laughs> to do all the stunts that he does but if they asked I'm yeah. sure he would have Mike Myers did all those stunts <laughs> <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, so obviously I just couldn't justify doing a whole full episode to warrant this like five minute intro. Even though Tom Cruise was in this for longer, for longer than, than he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> we, but we could have done a whole episode on this and a mini-sode on Endless Love. Yeah, actually we probably really could have. <laughs> But we don't give the public what they want. We give them what I want, which is garbage by the barrelful. It's a whole lot of trash. <laughs> <laughs> well, the pro- I guess the problem with doing a full review of this is like the Tom Cruise stuff is done immediately, at least in the other one, Tom Cruise came We back. had to watch a whole lot of crap yeah. to get to that part. Which was like a little saving grace moment and then back and drowning in crap again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the watching then it goes into the, the actual dance sequence, which I think was the highlight of all the Austin Powers movies. Oh, yeah. Him just going into full. And like I was saying before, Mike Myers could just be like, oh, I'm a schlubby guy. I can't dance. But he puts all his effort yeah. into doing those dances and doing the like the second. The second one's a weaker opening, I think, just because it doesn't have like the big dance scene. But it has a synchronized swimming scene. And oh, he is doing his best. That's brilliant. Yeah, I love that. So, yeah, while we're talking about... Austin Powers got member. Um, let's talk about just Austin Powers in general. Uh, you are a big Mike Myers fan, mostly because oh. you love Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love how I've managed to work your Tom Cruise podcast into talking about Shrek. Yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Everything I wanted to achieve in life. <laughs> so, in Shrek, well, when I start reviewing movies to see what could Tom Cruise have done in those movies, I wonder if I can try and work out a char- what's a character yeah. in Shrek that Tom Cruise could have done the voice of Lord Farquaad? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, I would. I, I would cast him as Farquaad in the second Shrek movie too, isn't he? Farquaad. Yeah. No. The start isn't he at the start? No, I'm he thinking gets... of the. Oh, so this is a <laughs> Prince Charming. Prince Charming, he'd be good. No, Prince I'm Charming. thinking of. Um, <laughs> he is my Prince Charming. <laughs> I'm thinking of there was a like Shrek movie that was at theme parks and Lord Farquaad's and it's set straight after the first Shrek movie oh, okay. and Lord Farquaad's a ghost in it for, for a bit. That's oh, what I'm wow. thinking of. Yeah. I need to see this. I think they used to do it at Movie World for a while. Yeah, because he gets eaten by the dragon yeah. at the end of Yeah, so there's Shrek a goat because I was just yeah. listening to another podcast where they were talking about specifically the Shrek 4D experience. Yeah, wow. and yeah, I'm missing out. I need more Shrek experiences <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Have you been to Dreamworld lately? Like apart from the fact there's a whole DreamWorks section which is largely Shrek, like the amount of merchandise You've never been to Dreamworld? No, I've been to Dreamworld. When's your birthday? Last month. I was too. Fuck. I spent it with you, remember? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you were there. I was there. <laughs> Shit, I should have taken you to Dreamworld. 
All right, we get at some point. I'm gonna, gonna do that. I'm gonna work out a way to get you to dream world. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's all there's a whole Shrek section. Oh my god, I'm gonna lose my mind. You are. There's like a <laughs> whole shop, and it's mostly Shrek stuff. Oh. Some of the most dog shit merchandise I've ever seen in my life. Do, Can't wait to do show they you have all the this. Shrek Crocs? No, really want those. If anyone knows how to get those, please. Please. Or the Shrek TV. That's another one. Yes. I want to watch Shrek on my Shrek TV while <laughs> wearing sh- Shrocks. Sorry, babe. The, sh- the, 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 shro- the Shrocks are staying on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, back to Austin Powers, which is – we'll get back to Shrek, I'm sure. Yeah, oh. Austin Powers, my personal history with Austin Powers is – so when it was on video, I finally watched – Austin Powers, and I immediately was obsessed. Like that was so up my up my alley. A friend of mine in high school, Leanne, who's also a big Tom Cruise fan, she was really into Austin Powers, and you know we did collages of our favorite things in our books. And she had these Austin Powers, and I was so enamored with this one picture of Mike Myers' Austin Powers, like wearing his suit. And I'm like, that looks so good. She's like, you have to watch this movie. It's so good. And I watched it, and I fucking loved it. So by the time the second movie came out, I was completely upset. I'm obviously a very obsessive person. As this podcast will indicate, Kara doesn't like things by half. <laughs> And like we went to the movie and I watched the trailer so many times. Like I, would, I must have recorded it and watched it. And so when the second movie came out, me and like three or four of my friends were all dressed as Austin Powers. We all went like now different oh, versions of Austin great. Powers. <laughs> and I'd ruined the whole movie because I'd watched the trailer and read so much and bought magazines and everything for it. I was like, oh, I know all the jokes and there's nothing left. And I was so disappointed. And the third one's a bit. Is the third one has the Japanese students? I think so. Yeah, it just gets yeah. a, bit, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But the basic idea of them is very but fun. But the third one, my favourite part is the bong on a blitz and flapjack and a cigarette. I, I remember <laughs> the, that. All of the, the different pairings of different kinds of flat cakes <laughs> and cigarettes. I'm probably going to go and watch it tonight now because I don't remember that at all. Yeah, that's great. It's Goldfinger. Who else is the villain? Like it would be Doctor Evil and just Goldfinger. Gold member. Gold. Me- yeah. Gold. I'm now quoting the actual James Bond. Yeah. Reference. James Bond. Right. How embarrassing. Get into your mind. Gold member. Gold member. Yeah. It's gold members. The Dutch. Villain. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. And he eats the skin. Oh. <laughs> oh, you bring out memories I didn't want. Yeah, I think the first movie is the best by far, but there's fun elements to all of there's them. There's fun elements in all of them, but yeah, I, I, I agree. Isn't it wild to think that there is as much time between the 60s where Austin's from and the 90s where that movie is made as there is from that when Austin Powers was made to now? Like, yeah, blows my mind. It, I think about that stuff all the time. That and I'm like, actually frightens <gasps> me. Like, yeah. I don't feel that old, but I when I think about things like no, that, I'm like... it's just. Because I still, like, as a kid, I remember thinking about, like, yeah, the the 50s, 60s, even 70s, even 80s. Like, that's in the past. That's, you know, I was born in 89, like, still in the 80s, just. Yeah. But for some reason it was, like, oh, back back before my my experiences and stuff. That's, you know, or, like, when mum was born in the olden days, (laughs) which was in 61. When you think about... (laughs) So my mum was born in 53 and like my, when I talk to my mum about things like fashion and different, like how defined fashion, like and mum grew up mostly in like country towns in Victoria. Like she didn't grow up in the city, like she, in the seventies, she moved to Melbourne and everything, but like how defined fashion and music and everything were in these different mm-hmm. things. And I guess looking back, we'll start seeing a oh, bit yeah. of a change in that. But looking at the noughties, the tens, twenties now and everything, like 
As in the 2020s, not 1920. These, these 20s, the new 20s. Like, I don't think there's, it's as defined. And now as people, our generation, like um, older millennials, are now like, I don't want to conform to things. I just want to dress how I want to dress. And so we're kind of dressing like in fun new versions of how we wanted to dress when we grew up in the 90s or whatever. I like, think though, like, I don't, like, I think we in another 20 years or so, we will look back on this time and recognise a whole lot of stuff that we don't oh, see yeah. right now. Because I don't think that even though, like, there was obviously fashion trends and things in, like, the 60s and 70s, but it would have felt like this is just how we dress now. Like, yeah, and I wonder- looking back, it probably wouldn't have felt like, oh, the 40s and 50s have, like defined sort of fashion style that is different to then so I I still feel like like even now like you see newer like younger like millennials and that who were born in the 2000s or to the (laughs) later and they look at the 90s as vintage and it's got a legit style and then even moving past that to 2000 fashion still yeah, has its own now becoming it still has quite definitive like it's quite different to 90s in a lot of ways as well even though in my mind it's all a mishmash because it was similar, like yeah, yeah it's like oh yeah i wore all of that in the same so many same bunch of years spaghetti straps, and and spaghetti straps over t-shirt <laughs> Over a little top. Denim, like, with a trying daisy on it. Oh, wow. I think, yeah, definitely, like, when you're living in that time, you look back and say, oh, that was so defined, this isn't. And we will move along the timeline and go back and say, but I still think up until the 90s, yeah, and I said maybe it's because I grew up then, but I think the 90s was the last decade where things were truly most unique, I think. Yeah, but I still remember a lot of moments in like the 90s where some things were coming in fashion. I'm like, oh, I remember when they were in fashion when I was young. Like, oh, yeah, so like a lot mom, of things still do get yeah, recycled, still get recycled and it comes back. In every back. era, like 80s. Yeah dropped waists and very 20s inspired a lot of fashion so mm-hmm. it, fashion is it does a circle but yeah and, and it's it like it's going to take inspiration from a couple of different eras and then it's new Do twists and it probably is it's because we have the internet and we now have so many different influences that having a defined fashion style that's you know chosen by fashion magazines mm-hmm. and retail stores yep. isn't really a thing anymore so. oh, I, I think yeah that's a really good point because um having so much access to all of the fashion at your fingertips it's easy to or easier I guess to make up your own sort of look based on yeah. all this other stuff rather than just having a set direct fashion thing in one magazine or one you know mm. like the thing of the time or whatever that is popular and having that trend even though the trends do come through yeah it's yeah I think your individuality sort of mixing all of the styles mm. together is a lot easier and we are a lot more nostalgia driven now than we have been in the last 20 years nostalgia is such a big thing where I yeah. Before that, we didn't really have a lot of nostalgia or things from when we were younger. Like, you know, we might be like, oh, yes, I have those toys. But now it's like, oh, I fucking love that thing. I'm going to dress. We focus a bit more on nostalgia, which, you know, in the world's fucked and everything sucks. So we may as well do the things that we love. What is your favourite era of fashion? That's <laughs> a hard one. Oh, it's, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't want to say 90s because. You can say the 90s, but is there a part of the 90s? Like, so if I was going to choose one, mine would be late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. So it would be, it's, that's kind of how I dress. Like, I wear leggings mm. and stuff under skater skirts and crop tops and things yeah. like that. Lots of colours, especially pastel colours. So, yeah, that kind of era is what I like. Um, yeah, I think I'm much the same in that, like, I wear, I guess, like, with 90s being 
like a lot of grungy sort of inspiration from like punk bands, rock bands, things like that. I wear a bunch of flannel shirts and band shirts, t-shirts. It's pretty, I don't know, I feel it's kind of sometimes a bit bland in comparison (laughs) to my personality, but... I also, yeah, really dig a lot of stuff that's colourful from the 80s as well. Again, like, I think hair metal is probably one thing. Oh, yeah. Um, that's just, yeah, I fucking love all of that. Twisted Sister and Motley Crue and just, yeah, the the, the big fun fashion of the 80s. A lot yeah. of glitter. Lot Basically, of, yeah, that's what I like is the hyper-stylized stuff that people didn't actually, like, the average person really didn't wear yeah. in the street. I like stuff that you saw in brooches yeah. and in music videos and things like that. I think also I have a real, like, I really like the early 90s windbreaker fashion. Oh, yeah. Sort of, like, yeah. <laughs> just like what you would, like, for some reason, even into the 2000s as well, that kind of fashion in some parts, if you'd see different parts of America, would still very much, the vibe was still very 90s fashion oh, yeah. with, like, high pants and tucked in. and. I think that sort of stuff, is something you see. I don't know if it's actually realistic, but like Eastern Europe, they often portray when you see in the media, like they portray it as wearing like the clamshell tracksuits and yeah. that sort of thing. And I'm like, oh, that fashion sucks, but rules so much. It's, <laughs> it's just such a weird mixture because it's just like there's so much about, I think, yeah, 90s fashion in general and a lot of like fashion moments over time. I'm like, oh, I've got such mixed feelings because I know that in a way, I'm like, that's so cringy and terrible and everyone wants it to burn and die and never come back. But a part of me is always like, oh, I really want to wear that. <laughs> I like, like that. That's fucking it, rad. Yeah. That would be amazing. Bringing it back to Austin Powers a little bit before we finish. Dumont was my, one of my favourite eras. In the 90s, there was a very brief amount of time that 60s fashion came back in, but it was like over the top, beehive, the A-line bookie dresses mm-hmm. and the, knee, the knee-high white boots and everything. Like it was, yeah. So Groove is in the Heart by D-Light was very much that aesthetic. Yeah. I remember a lot of white shoes coming yeah. back in and white, white nail polish being yeah. being big as well. Like I would love to incorporate that into my wardrobe because hyper stylized 60s, like Carnaby Street, Austin Powers kind of fashion. Yeah. Like we're watching those intros and we're like, where are oh, most of these dresses? That outfit. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Okay, well, we mostly didn't talk about the Tom Cruise cameo in Austin Powers, <laughs> but we're going to talk about my other favourite thing, which is clothing and fashion. And so, Shrek. And also <laughs> Shrek. <laughs> Oh my. Um, thank you so much for coming back and joining me and to have a chat about some random shit, Emma. Thank you for being my second last guest while we do Tom Cruise movies. No worries. It's been very exciting. Um, sorry that you had to interview, review a dud before last episode, but at least we've got to talk about fun shit. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> Uh, where can we find you on the internet? On the internet, you can find me at emetic underscore art on Instagram or emetic.art on Facebook. Awesome. It's Tom Cruise Reviews on Instagram, Tom Cruise Review, no S on the end, on Twitter. Otherwise, just on my website, tomcruisereviews.com. And if you can like, rate, review, subscribe, all that sort of stuff, wherever you listen to podcasts, I would appreciate it. Um, that's all from me this week. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with our final Tom Cruise movie review for the podcast. So I look forward to catching you all then. Shut you. Thank you for joining us and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>